The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out here on the Voice America channel. I'm always happy to have you here with me, and I'm really excited about today's show. I think it's because it's probably a necessary evil that we have this conversation today, and partly because we're getting to that time of year where we start to get more stressed out. The holidays are supposed to be this joyous time, and I think what happens is that it really stresses us out. Plus, at the time that we're in right now, we're also going, uh, we also just recently had a um, one of the most confusing and crazy elections in American history. Um, and I know that that stressed a lot of people out. And it was always funny because, you know, as Americans, I think that we kind of hold close to, um, you know, whatever our thoughts, our beliefs. And it's, it's you know, my, my social media, we talk about it like crazy. And I find myself avoiding social media because it stresses me out when I see conversations like that happening over and over again. But the interesting thing was all my Canadian friends wanted to talk about our election. And um, and I always just said, no, it's too stressful to talk about with anybody at this point. So we're coming off of a really big election. We're going right into the holidays. And I, I, I know what it feels like to be stressed out. I understand that level of stress. And I've done a lot personally to be able to figure out how to manage stress. And I know that there's this, this crazy philosophy that we talk about, you know, work-life balance. Um, and... It's recognizing there is some truth to it, but it's also recognizing some of the things that you need to do in order to have work-life balance because it's very difficult to just say, I, you know, I can't, I have to work, I've got to get this done, I've got deadlines, like all of those things come up for us. But there's always tomorrow and uh, my guest today, Dr. Arthi C. M. Mercola, he's going to provide us not only some information around anxiety, depression, but he's going to talk about empathy and what really stresses us out and why we're stressed out. So welcome, Dr. C. Thank you very much, Bonnie. Glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you are so welcome. Now, you're a clinical psychologist, and I and honestly, I'm, I'm really honored to have you on the show. Um, you. you know, when I say that the show is called Beauty Inside and Out, you know, I was very clear when I was producing this show that we had to talk about everything from the inside because our beauty is only as good as how we're feeling about ourselves on the inside. Mm -hmm. And if we're stressed and anxious, there's not a lot of beauty that's shining through, although there are so many things we can do nowadays in regards to beauty to be able to 
to cover up or mask sometimes the anxiety and depression we might be going through. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. And tell us a little bit more, you know, where your history, where you came from, how you got involved in being a clinical psychologist. And uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about the work you've done and, and, and the power behind what we call this show, The Beauty of Empathy, but you say the power of empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the concept of the show, Bonnie, because, you know, we have two adult daughters who we always raise telling them that they were beautiful inside and outside. And I, I have, we have one granddaughter now, Carmela, who's two and a half, and we, we certainly tell her the same thing. And I think it's so important, particularly in this culture right now, where we're so focused, so very focused on appearance and materialism that we we've kind of lost our way and we're 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 presenting an image as as you know to people but really protecting our own authentic self from being viewed because we're afraid of being seen as someone with flaws or imperfections and you know with the perfectionism rates in our society have increased dramatically people especially young people are trying so hard to be perfect and really are living such stressed lives. I mean, Americans as a whole, 50% of Americans say they wake up every night due to stress, either physically or emotionally. And 75% of American adults say they feel stressed every day, hour to hour. And 75% of visits to primary care physicians last year was due to stress, caused by stress. So our perfectionistic, kind of material-driven, appearance-driven society isn't working so much for our health. And it's also not a way to form lasting, intimate relationships, because if we can't be authentic and we have to pretend that we're a certain something rather than who we are, you, you never really feel loved that way, and you can't really maintain closeness with other people for very long. No, not at all. So what had you get into this field from the beginning? I mean, I, I really think that, that, you know, psychologists have the greatest stories of all of how they got involved in this. <laughs> well, you know, my, my dad and mom ran a, a little furniture store when we were kids. They owned a store in a small town, a small blue-collar town in Massachusetts. And my parents were always counseling somebody, and we always had some immigrants staying with us from some country because they they had this feeling that we ought to help people. And um, we were always, you know, had visitors and people staying over. And sometimes my brother and I used to kid that we never knew who we were going to wake up to in the morning. And um, people would come into the store. And, you know, I'd be there after high school, and kids a lot older than myself would come to my father for counsel. So it was sort of in my blood. I saw it. I saw the effect it could have on other people, and I saw the respect that people had for both parents. And my mother was an incredible listener. Um, she was somebody who could make you feel very calm and very attended to, and she listened in a unique way. And you know, as you know, I tell stories about her in the book. Um, a mm-hmm. person who only, only went to the seventh grade and never saw the inside of a high school classroom, but yet um, when, she, when she passed away, the, uh, the priest at her, uh, doing her eulogy said, I only have two words for her. She was simply profound, meaning that she could see beyond the surface into other people's hearts and souls and really get to know them and know who they are and, made, and gave them a very good feeling for, for who they are, not just what they do. So oh, I, I love that. I, I viewed that a lot in my life, and I think it, it, it just sort of became natural for me to end up doing what I'm doing. Yeah, good. So you've done, you, you're, you're an author, you've created uh, an enormous amount of good work that, um, you know, we'll share with everybody the website and how they can connect with you as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that you had, that you had shared was 
you know, why is stress so high right now? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we know that we know from studies in this country, particularly in the last few years, that uh, trust is down, empathy has decreased, narcissism has increased, and as we focus more on materialism and appearance, achievement and status, and we focus far more or less on character and relationships. And mm-hmm. from you know, people from all walks of life have, have bring them have realized that this is not bringing them happiness and contentment. I mean, the World Health Organization says in, in terms of many countries, we were 13th in happiness last year. So we're experiencing a high degree of stress, more so than we have in the past. And our political climate, with presidential candidates' emphasis on aggression, insults, lying, and lack of integrity, is symbolic, I think, of the de-emphasis of the importance of character and empathy. And it's currently dominating. It dominated this presidential election for quite a while now. So we're, we're in a time where achievement, appearance, status, image seem to matter more to people than who we are. You know, people don't have really a hard time telling you what they do, but if you ask them who they are, they seem Mm. to find that question much more threatening. Well, they don't have the answer because, and most of the time, they're trying to cover it up. So I totally understand this philosophy. Um, And, and... Having that, you know, that conversation where you're saying we're not being real or we're we're not being authentic to ourselves because mm-hmm. um, we're trying to be something that we can hold our head up, but it's it's exhausting. It's like that one exercise that I saw this gal do on uh, some internet post, and you know, and she talked about it where she was holding a glass of water and she was teaching a class, and she was saying, you know, you could hold the glass of water for the next five minutes or you know one hour or five hours, but if you had to hold keep holding this glass of water, you know, for the next year, five years, twenty years, it would get really really heavy, <laughs> and yeah, and and we have a tendency to keep thinking that. Whatever this image is that we're trying to portray, that we 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 have to keep up, keep keep yes. keep it up, yes. and it it is exhausting, and it and I'm sure that anxiety and depression are elements of that. So let's talk a little bit about anxiety and depression, and and first of all, what's the difference between the two? Well, depression is a low mood, and, and it's a low mood that's fueled by self-criticism. Anxiety and stress are usually more to do with perception. You know, I, I try to teach people that stress is primarily produced by perception. Mm. Depression is a low mood based on usually some event in life that really devastates a person, like a divorce or a loss or death of a child, the death of a parent, loss of a job, sometimes just a loss of an ideal. So one is a mood disorder, one is more focused on tension, anxiety, and that uneasiness, that uneasiness that we go through life with. But what I try to focus on in the book is that stress really is produced by perception. And that's where cognitive distortions come in because cognitive distortions really are about the ways we misperceive. You know, sometimes we we create a movie in our minds before things ever happen. And that movie in our minds produces a stress hormone, cortisol. And when we produce cortisol, it produces many negative effects. You know, it, it... it causes negative thinking, it causes weight gain, inflammation, hair loss, it breaks down muscle tissue, causes flabbiness, 
and causes depression and anxiety, and interestingly, actually kills neurons in the memory center of the brain. And it throws off blood sugar levels. Cortisol, when, it's, when that stress hormone cortisol is too predominant in our system, it throws off blood sugar levels, which enlarges fat cells and makes us crave sugar, sugary substances. So it con- contributes to weight gain as well. So stress in and of itself isn't a mental disorder like, a, like depression necessarily, but it can cause many negative effects on our, on our entire physiology. I love the way you just shared it, that it's based on perception, because because what can happen is that we can see something that feels familiar to us, and that could trigger that response system, right? Yeah. And when it feels familiar, we just categorize it into something that happened to us a week ago, a year ago, 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. and we'll react the same way from it. So even though that situation might still be very different, our yeah. perception will create that attachment. Yes, that, that's exactly what I'm trying to convey, Bonnie, because, you know, when we have past disappointments or emotional pain from the past, it programs our brains to jump to conclusions very quickly when we send mm. the, the circumstance to the past. And then we're often running, thinking that what we're viewing is the same as what we experienced yesterday. And what I try to teach people is don't put old faces on new faces. We have to really learn what our biases are about, and that's where empathy comes in because empathy slows down a process enough that we can really understand where we came from and and what biases we need to unlearn so that we can perceive the truth about ourselves and about other people. Yeah, and and I liked when you said that trust is up and or trust is down and narcissism is up, and boy, I tell you what, social media has got to be playing a big part in that. I had three different patients today who asked me what I think of Facebook. So, yes, uh, um, it, it, it creates a false illusion about how people live. And most people on these media sites, social media sites, are, are printing and writing and projecting an image of themselves or their families that is not necessarily accurate, but people take it very serious. Like, why, why am I not having that much fun? Or why are my kids achieving all these things? Or why isn't my husband or wife uh, so happy and, and getting a promotion at work and so on and so forth? Of course, when you know the people that are writing on these sites, it's absolutely amazing because you know much of it is not even true. It's not even factual. It's sort yeah. of like taking in a sound bite on TV in the morning without ever researching whether the study they just talked about was actually accurate or did it have more than 10 people in it. Yeah, yeah. And listen, it's it used to be that if news said it or if it, if there was some level of research that you found online, like like back in the day when we used to go to the library, you yeah. know, and pull up things on research, right? Yeah. Then we could say that it's true, but you you cannot believe what's going on socially, online, on the internet anymore. You can't believe all of what that is. And then what happens is that it stresses you out. So I know yeah. one of the things like I'm, I'm not a big person that likes to watch a lot of news. I like to I like to, you know, know what's going on in the world. Yeah. And I can and I can limit that to a few minutes in the morning um, to kind of check in with what's happening in the world. Um, but then I can choose how much I really want to go deep and further into it based on mm-hmm. internet type of thing because I, I know I'll get completely stressed out 
um, if I feel like, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all negative. I mean, it, it's basically the traumas in life that we're exposed to. And then we get a lot of figures and percentages, and we have no idea whether they're accurate or not. And I think we've lost our ability to really analyze, slow down, and use empathy to read situations accurately so we can actually look into and find out what the truth is. I mean, the Internet is filled with information, much of it inaccurate, and some of it is accurate. It depends on which website you're going to. But you, you have to learn what's credible and what isn't, and not just take in information, even information about yourself. A piece of feedback comes to you about yourself. What's the source? Who's it coming from? What are their biases? What, what are the, the cultural biases or religious biases they have so that it blocks the way they see you? You know, if we don't consider the source of the information, whether it's about us or the world or some particular item or nutritional product, we're, we're really going down a side street where, where we don't have, we're not grounded. We don't have our feet on the ground. Yeah, but I, I really like what you shared in the beginning, and, and because we're going to go on a break here in just another minute, I think this is where I want to kind of carry on when we come back from our break. When you said people, it's really easy for people to be able to share with you what they do, but not who they are. Yes. And um, and I would really like some insight on that, and I know that our listeners would too. And then we'll figure out how does that then parlay into our levels of stress, anxiety, depression. How does that you know affect our beauty? our health, our, our ability to have those type of relationships. So we will be back with Dr. C, clinical psychologist, and uh, he specializes in anxiety, depression, and empathy. And I can't wait to hear more. Um, if you have questions or you'd like to be able to uh, ask uh, Dr. C a question, you can tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo one and we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. I'm back, and I am here with Dr. Arthur C. McCauley. He is an EDD, PhD, clinical psychologist. He's an author of many books, and uh, I know, Dr. C., you're going to share with us some of those books and recommend some of those books to our listeners. Um, he's had been enormously popular on other radio shows as well as um, programs, TV programs, segments, and his specialty is really talking about stress, anxiety, depression, but empathy really popped up here for me and um, I I know that before we went to break I wanted to kind of discuss it we talked a little bit about how social media adds stress and you shared with us that perception was the biggest cause of stress and, and that makes so much sense to me because it's 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 kind of not being in our reality but what is real when we say who are you and people have a difficult time answering that question. How do you? How can you assist somebody to be able to get closer to their to their truth, their authenticity, um, and reduce their stress? Well, one thing uh, I accent in in this book, the stress solution, Bonnie, is that when we give and receive empathy, other th- unlike when we have stressful interactions, we produce the hormone oxytocin, which is what women produce when they're pregnant. And this is a near magical neurotransmitter that people don't realize that we can get, we produce in each other when we relate with empathy, when we give and receive empathy. And what it does is it reduces anxiety. It reduces the cortisol level. It reduces, it helps us live longer. It aids in recovery from illness and injury. It promotes a sense of calm and well-being. It increases generosity and empathy. It protects against heart disease. It, it modulates inflammation. Most importantly, it reduces craving for addictive substances. It creates bonding, and it creates trust in others, and it decreases fear. So it creates a feeling of security, and it makes us open for love and friendship. So when we give and receive empathy, we produce a, a brain change that makes us have this very warm feeling toward others and allows us to be vulnerable and open up toward others. When we, when we express stress to each other, when we're nervous, when we're anxious, when we're not relaxed, we produce cortisol, which produces all those negative effects that we talked about earlier. So when we slow down, when we know how to express empathy, empathy calms the emotional brain so we can perceive accurately and thoughtfully. And being able to perceive accurately is crucial to reducing stress because it, it takes old biased thinking that's based on early conditioning and it, this, that distorts reality and it causes unnecessary tension and it allows us to see what the truth is. So 
So when we're in that empathic interchange, when we're listening empathically, I, I like to call it holy listening, because it, it really uncovers what's underneath the surface, which I think much of your show is about. It's what's inside, and you really get to know another person. People feel calmer because we're actually causing a brain change that makes us feel secure, warm, and open. So mm-hmm. we can start to produce this by the way we listen. In the book, The Stress Solution, I have a chapter on empathic listening, which is extremely important because when we slow down and listen from an empathic point of view, we're listening another person's soul into discovery and disclosure, and they're doing the same for us. So it it really takes on a very strong connection. It builds a strong connection, and it makes us less defensive. And interestingly, when we produce the stress hormone cortisol, it makes our thinking very narrow. We become black and white thinkers. When Mm -hmm. we give and receive empathy, it opens us up to see beyond the surface. We're less judgmental. We're less of quick reactors. We take our time to really learn about another person. So one of the key ways to reduce stress is to know how we perceive. Look, we all grow up in environments where we have biases toward ourselves and others. No one grew up in an environment that was completely objective. That's unrealistic. So we have to accept that and then unlearn the biases toward ourselves and others. And what I try to convey to people is that anything that's learned can be unlearned. If you grew up thinking you weren't smart, you weren't attractive, you weren't athletic, whatever it is, you, you don't know whether it was actually accurate or not. But we need to find out today. It's, it's our responsibility as adults to find out what's the truth so that we can say, this is who I am. I have come to know who I am. But you can't come to know who you are as an adult alone. We're all too subjective. We repeat those same records over and over again. We need feedback from other people who are doing the same as we do. They're on the same journey that we are. Yeah, it's it, there's 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 so much to it and it's funny. It's like I always I always say, you know, why aren't we learning these things in school? Why aren't teenagers having a better understanding of, you know, this part of their life, because obviously there's a lot going on, you know, with teenagers and it's, it's development, but it's, but it's development based on these, what you're just talking about in regards to the brain science. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And so here we have to have, you know, a radio show called Beauty Inside and Out, and you have to produce books in order to educate us on, on who we are as humans and, and how we're affected by this. And of course, being more and more stressed, I mean, I, I, I have um, a lot of friends in other countries, and we, you know, occasionally get together and talk at, at shows and events. Um, and they really they recognize in us how materialistic we are, um, uh, how status driven we are. Yes. But then, you know, but then they say on the other side, but you guys are the best marketers in the world. You, you, you know, you're an amazing country of, of selling goods. Like you have high end goods that you sell. It's nothing is, you know, everybody wants what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting, the perception that other people have of us as well. And I know that that's showcased. It's what they see. It's not really yeah. who we all are. Yeah. Um, but we do get caught up in it because it becomes part of our culture to kind of keep up with the Joneses. And then that just adds more stress. 
Well, it's interesting in terms of, you, you know, your friends in other countries, because I have several patients from other countries, and, you know, they come here idealizing America. And, of course, I, we all love America. I mean, we're Americans. We know we've grown up with this tremendous freedom, and we've been, we've been given this by the grace of God, because, look, if you were born in Aleppo or Mosul, you know how life would be. So we're just fortunate we've, we've been given this. We didn't earn it. We've been given this. And they come here, and they, and they want to learn, and they, they, they just can't believe our culture because they say, you know, Americans don't seem to know how to relax. And I, as yes. I say, you know, we don't have a dimmer switch. We don't know how to turn the dial down. It's like when you go to someone's house and they don't have a dimmer switch and you're having dinner with them and the light is so bright, you know, you're, you're blinking all the time. And when you don't have a dimmer switch, you can't turn the dial down. You can't calm yourself. So then you can't be present. You can't listen. And my, my clients from other countries continually tell me that they're making more money here, that they're learning more, but they're far more anxious than they ever were in their lives. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to relax. Because the pace that we lead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So we know that as Americans, we're stressed. And I, I've got a lot of global listeners. And so and um, and it's interesting. I've got, you know, a, a, quite a few listeners from everywhere else, because I think beauty is one of those topics that everybody has some level of interest in. Yeah. Um, but I also I also want to make sure that that you know, the levels of stress that we're all living with and wherever we are in the world um, that we can manage. And so I love this part. I'm on your website right now, mm-hmm. which is um, balanceyoursuccess.com. I love that. Balance your success. Yeah, not balance your life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> balance your success. And you have on here this empathic CBT. And you talk a little bit about that. And you did just kind of share some of it here. So you talked about how empathy, how the brain changes that happen, um, and empathy kind of like, it's like it opens the door for connection, for people to feel safe. But stress closes the door and has us be more defensive, not trusting, um, and very protective, I guess you could say. Yes, yes. We're, we're making a brain change when we're stressed, and I think when people realize that the way you talk to yourself and the way you perceive others in other situations, once, it, once you start emitting cortisol, the stress hormone, it makes you less intelligent, less aware, less empathic, and then you're really wearing down your body because of what it, it, what, how it does. It creates anxiety and memory difficulties and inflammation and so forth, as we mentioned before. So what I've tried to do is combine the power of empathy, brain science, and cognitive behavioral therapy in this book, The Stress Solution, to, to give us a self-help book, comprehensive self-help tool to lessen stress. You know, as I mentioned, empathy calms the brain. Cognitive behavioral therapy focuses on distorted thinking, and we, we have to learn which distortions we use, like generalizing or black and white thinking or catastrophizing, mind reading, magnifying, mm-hmm. all these ways that we, we sort of have an habitual way of, of changing the reality to a, a movie that's more familiar to us. And mm-hmm. as we were talking before, kind of projecting the past into the present. And we have to unlearn those methods and also realizing that when we do that, we cause a brain change. You know, this brain change allows us to produce our own natural chemicals that create calm, focused energies. And that that allows us to be the best we can be. So this combination of cognitive behavioral therapy, realizing how we distort the truth, 
also using empathy to understand, to slow down and be in interactions where we can understand more of the truth and know that we're making a brain change that's going to protect us, protect our bodies, our immune systems, and our brains. It becomes a very powerful way of living in the moment. Yeah, it's there's there's really so much to be said about that. And as I was sharing with you on the break that the, you know, the company, my company called Naked Audience Productions, we really focus on supporting people to be able to be more authentic. So we say mastering the art of authentic connection. Mm-hmm. And all of it is based on this brain science that if you want to connect with people, if you want to have a better life, if you want to be a better presenter, if you want to be a better leader, um, you know, speaker, whatever those things are that you're saying you want more of, I want more business. I want a healthy relationship, then we say that mastering the art of, of being authentic is going to yeah. open up that door for you. Yeah. And we really, we, we see it, it's a very visual thing in mm. these courses. So there's small groups, but people can see empathy. They mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. empathy. They witness yeah. empathy. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of kind of, you know, take down that protective shield that they're all in the room with thinking, I can't let anybody know those secrets because then they would judge me or they would think I'm not a good person or I'm Mm -hmm. not smart. Mm -hmm. And the truth Mm -hmm. is, is that we all have something that makes us feel that way. So there's a lot of our past that we keep bringing into our future. And it, and it's like you said, it's like the, the story. So the little movie reel you know, from our past keeps showing up and we keep regurgitating this. Yeah, I mean, I think early in life, I think we all create a novel. It's a fictitious story about ourselves that we write based on what we think is being reflected back to us from the people around us. But if you're looking at at ourselves as if we're looking at ourselves in a mirror, but if the mirrors you're looking into are cracked or inaccurate, you get a distorted view of yourself as you as you would if you're looking in a circus mirror. So as a result, you create an inaccurate story about yourself, and the story sets the stage for a rational belief system. And we can't change that alone. The only way we can change that novel that we wrote to a nonfiction book is to edit it with other people, other reasonable, rational people who we're in, in empathic interchanges with. And as you said, when we live authentically, we create an inner calm that acts as a, allows us to actualize our potential because it frees up the energy from the stress of pretending. And the and stress of pretending yeah. is inordinate. I mean, and, and when, how can you ever feel comfortable when you know that you're not being authentic? Because when we substitute our natural personality for one that's trying to please to gain acceptance and love, it's just a failing proposition because pretense, as you mentioned earlier, it's a burden and it's depleting and it, and it makes it so difficult to maintain intimacy because closeness to others is based on being vulnerable, being open, being yourself. And our nervous systems talk to each other. If I'm tense and I can't be myself, I'm going to make you tense. You know, that's why people feel more comfortable with people that don't have to hide. They don't, they don't hide their imperfections. They know they're not too good at this or that. And they try to grow and improve. And if they make a mistake, they say they're sorry. And they move on. But they don't feel, it doesn't devastate them. When they make a mistake, they don't feel like they are a mistake. They just think mm, mistakes are part I love of being that. human. Yes, I love that. Well, and we know that stress, hormones, uh, you know, emotions, all of that, it's contagious. Like you, if you're stressed, you are going to stress other people around you. 
And that's yes, I, that can't that can't be healthy. It's really, I think, you know, what I, we call secondhand stress. <laughs> Our nervous systems talk to each other, and you feel it. Just like you said, you can feel empathy when you're in the presence of, of authenticity. And we know that authenticity it, it attracts other people because it lets us let our guard down. We feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be human, have flaws, make mistakes, and still be accepted and liked. You can sense it when that other person is like that, and you just feel different. But if you know you're being judged or the other person is very perfectionistic, it's like people who invite you into their home, but you can only sit in the living room. And as soon as you put your tea down, they, they take it away and they wash it in the kitchen and they, bring, and they come back. And, you know, it's just not relaxed versus somebody that you go to a, a person's house and you're sitting in the family room with a fire burning and you just you have a totally different sense of being in their home because they just relaxed and, and you know, they, they put their feet up and you feel it. You can, you can, you can sense it and, and we do sense it. And we relax, and we can. We're more able to become ourselves with people like that, and learn Good. about ourselves. Yeah, I, and I hope all of my listeners are are not just hearing what we're saying, but feeling what we're sharing as well, because there's so much truth to this. And and so I'm going to ask my listeners, you know, do you know what your stress levels are? Do you know what creates that kind of, that anxiety um, that that tips you over the edge where you feel like you need to be really protective? Because if it's in certain situations, you know, we'll talk about this on, in our next segment, uh, Dr. C, is, you know, what can they do if they're like at work? A, a corporate work environment can, is really very stressful for a lot yeah. of my friends. Yeah. But it's not like they can quit their job. So how right. do they manage their stress within a corporate environment that might be that might feel very stressful mm-hmm. and I know that we're in this you know this this right now in this you know horrible divide with our with our country it's just people are not happy and there's just hate on one side that is so strong that you can just you feel it yeah. and it and it causes concern like where are we going why why are we like this we're supposed to be the greatest country of all and we're the ones that the rest of the world is watching us falling apart it feels like and then yeah. you know we're all trying to do our best with that. So when we come back, I want to talk about some other solutions. I know that the book, The Stress Solution, is is definitely where I want to uh, make sure that we're sharing how our listeners can get that. But what are some solutions people can do day in and day out to be able to help, you know, change, like you said, that movie reel, um, reduce their stress? How, how do they create that opportunity to be emphatic with others so that there's more peacefulness in that. So, mm-hmm. all right, everybody, thank you for joining us so far. So we're going to take a quick break and Dr. C is going to come back, give us some solutions. And uh, if you need to reach out to me, you can Facebook me, uh, do a private message if you'd like. And that would be at beauty inside and out show or tweet me Bonnie Bonadeo one. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com 
or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. I'm back with Dr. Arthur Sierra McCauley, and he is the author of The Stress Solution. He just released that this year. Um, We've talked about it a little bit, and it sounds like a really, really great book. Um, I know I need to to read it, and I wanted to just, since we've been talking about some, you know, a lot of information, I want to give him your website right now um, so people can pop on there as well and and see more of what you're about. And it is www.balanceyoursuccess.com. Um, and you are you live in the East Coast. You're in Boston, right? Yes, yes, right outside of Boston. Perfect. You shared with us that you have a beautiful granddaughter and two uh, adult daughters. Adult daughters, and, yeah. Yeah, and how you know beauty inside and out was a lot of what you shared with them. Um, no matter what, because mm-hmm. yeah, because our life experiences can really kind of dictate how we feel about ourselves, and you know, and and. There's a lot of, you know, beauty is very distorted um, mm-hmm. in regards to what's considered beautiful and what's not. But, you know, you know what I love? The last, I'd say, three to five years, more realism is starting to surface. The more and mm-hmm. more acceptable it's, hey, love your big nose. Hey, love that your size, you know, two or 12, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm and i really seeing that beauty is, is opening up a little bit more and people are understanding this is who I am. Love me for who I am. But mm-hmm. the truth is, is in that statement, when people say love me for who I am, is it seems to me that maybe it's the self-love that is the part that's the hardest to change or, or make those brain changes as you discussed. Yes, yes. yes. 
Uh, you know, I have a chapter in the book, as you know, on, on how we talk to ourselves, that self-voice, because it's extremely important. And in terms of changing the record that we keep repeating to ourselves, I, what I try to accent is, you know, every negative thought has a, has a neurochemical correlate, meaning that every time you say something negative about yourself to yourself, you're changing your brain chemistry. And once you know that, and once you get used to the records that you keep repeating to yourself, you can kind of intercede almost like you're stepping outside of yourself and if you always call yourself stupid or dumb or I'm ugly or whatever it is you learn your records so that you can as soon as you start to play the first one you can put the you know lift up the needle you don't have to play all 23 songs and you have to get used to what your old records are so that every time you hear them you're almost smiling to yourself saying oh here I go again I've, I've done this a thousand times what does mm -hmm. it get me it only gets you depressed anxious and stressed so you try to learn what those things are and then you need to discuss them with some other people to find out you know is that what the world thinks of me or is that just my own subjective idea of who I am that I learned very early in life yeah well mine is um, my little story and my repeating record is uh, when I get stressed I go into overwhelm so then I'll say things like oh I'm just overwhelmed right now I've got so much to do and then mm -hmm. what happens is that comes across to people and they'll say things like this I know how busy you are I just need a minute of your time yeah yeah. <laughs> because they feel that overwhelmed, that stress, that I'm super busy kind of person. And then I and then of course that's when I recognize that that's who I'm being. I'm not mm -hmm. being somebody that's calm and emphatic and open-doored policy. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. appear to be stressed and overwhelmed and don't yeah. bug me. I'm busy. <laughs> so help help Dr. C. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, when, we, when we learn how to listen empathically and that there are a few guidelines, and what we were talking about in the break is that at the end of each chapter, I ask in the, in the stress solution, I ask people who they've identified with um, the stories I tell of different clients or personal stories and which ways of distorting the truth about yourself or others are you using. And I help people learn how to reframe those ideas to more accurate ideas. And also at the end of each chapter, there's a take action section in which I'm asking you to take some of that learning from that chapter and this book is more of a workbook and share it with somebody close to you because that's where the courage comes in and that's where you have to open up and ask someone about what you're learning and what they think what they think of you so you get some help in balancing your image of yourself and also in terms of empathy there's some basic guidelines like first is ask open-ended questions questions this puts preconceptions aside while expressing true interest in another person's perspective and instead of asking your teenage daughter honey do you really think that your date was cute you might ask how was your evening with your new date you know the first the first question is not really a question it's a statement and you know mm -hmm. most questions are statements because people don't have the courage to make a statement but when you say honey do you really think your date was cute she's probably going to go up to her room and say okay mom and just not talk to you anymore because right, because you've made the question. assumption, and that's what they've heard. They've already yeah, and, heard and the it, answer in the question. Just slam the door. And open-ended questions say, "I'm really curious about what your experience is, what your unique experience is." And the second point is to slow down. You know, empathy slows things down so that emotions can be tempered with thoughtful reflection. It's not a quick reaction. It's a slow reaction. It's trying to understand without automatically assuming that you know. The third is. The point is to ask, avoid snap judgments. 
you know, empathy doesn't categorize based on past experiences, but sees human beings as always changing and evolving. So don't make a snap judgment and don't assume you know somebody so well right away, because most likely you don't. Or at least find out the facts so that you can find out if your initial impression was accurate. Another step is we have to learn from the past, as we've been saying. We need to understand our past so that our theories and our old patterns don't interfere with understanding and perceiving. And if you're unaware of your own biases from the past, your ability to perceive accurately is, of course, going to be compromised. For instance, if you have a fear of anger because your father had a short temper, but you may be, then you may be overly sensitive to people you encounter who are passionate but not angry, because as soon as mm. they raise their voice a little bit, you think they're angry, but they're not. And it's, again, learning where are my biases and what do I have to correct so that I can be in a real truthful interchange with other human beings. That's a really good example because, yeah, because people are, we're, and we're overly sensitized anymore, you know, and it's like, because I think because part of it's getting exposed, you know, it's like, well, that happened to me. And so I don't like this. And it's like, but that's, but that's still an old pattern. Yes. And yeah. you're, and that old pattern is going to keep dictating your future unless you figure out why you're still hanging on to it or, or what's causing it. And I know, you know, as a clinical psychologist and a therapist, there's, there's obviously that's a, one solution and ways to be able to support people in seeing those patterns and mm-hmm. um, helping them recognize them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love this other thing here where you talk about anti-anxiety apps and anti-depression mm-hmm. apps and the workbook that you talked about. So the stress solution is kind of a workbook format where you journal in it, you're reflective in it, right? Yes, and you're asked to answer questions at the end of each chapter nice. and, and to reframe some of what you're learning about the way you do perceive yourself and others so that your stress level is less. And also, um, there's a chapter on self-care, nutrition, the latest exercise physiology recommendations, because that all of those, the, the way we eat, the way we sleep, and the way we exercise has something to do with producing neuro, uh, calming neurochemicals as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know that we work too much. Americans don't sleep enough. And then we, we end up loving with half a heart because we, we're too tired and we're too depleted and we can't be present. And then we wonder why we're stressed and unhappy. So we have to in, integrate all of these variables. And self-care is a very important one. Perception is the heart of this in terms of learning to be less stressed. But we also have to take care of our body and mind so we're in a position to perceive accurately. And is that what this image love is? Tell me more about that. It it really comes from the idea of the the concept that that I coined a while ago in in a book that I wrote, Performance Addiction. And I I describe performance addiction as the belief that perfecting appearance and achieving status will secure love and respect. It's an Mm -hmm. irrational belief system that's learned from early family experiences, and it's reinforced by our material appearance-driven society, as you and I were talking earlier. And what happens with performance addicts is they, they always are comparing and contrasting themselves to other people. And unfortunately, you know, they, they tend to fall in love with images, not real people. And they, for them to move past what I call image love to real love, they have to learn more about themselves and what actually bring love, brings love. Because performance addicts, they have tremendous difficulty loving beyond the in-love stage. You know, they base their own loverability on their daily performance, and unfortunately, they expect the same of their spouse and their children. 
and they're constantly comparing and contrasting not only themselves but their partners and their kids to others so they find it easy to fall in love you know the binding and blinding effects of sex in the early phase of a relationship but then it tends to wither because they have fallen in love with an image and they're projecting an image so they don't really know the other person and knowing is is very much a part of in-depth love you know an in-depth mm-hmm. love comes with empathy because you truly know the other person beyond their physical self into their soul and their heart and if you if you're not able to do that you stay in this image place where love fades very quickly so a lot of a lot of people with performance addiction or people that are so focused on achievement and appearance they're very good at falling in love but they have a hard hard difficulty sustaining love Mhm yeah that that makes that makes so much sense and you know and honestly i i know in the own, my own work that i've done um that i have i have such a more joyful life in being able to reprogram my brain based on perceptions that i dealt with based on you know incidents and circumstances that happened to me in my childhood yeah. i know that those things don't have to come into my future but i also know that that made me who i am today and so it's it's this it's this ownership and acceptance that i've been able to develop and it's given me you know a whole new life and a brand new life and of course that life now has you know a tremendous amount of authentic love in it with mm-hmm. me and with others mm-hmm. um, and and you know and people say to me like people like there are so many people that are attracted to you they just like come up to you they just connect with you and i'm like because i'm being me. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm being me. And, and yes. you know, sometimes that's not all good. And, and sometimes it's it is. But it's it's how I re- it's how I represent beauty. And it's how I know that other people can find some peace and happiness in in their own self-love and their own representation of beauty. So I, I, I love the conversation we're having. Um, I want to make sure that people know where to find you and where to find these books we've been referencing here, because mm-hmm. I think they'd make great holiday gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I would think they would. <laughs> At least I hope they would, Bonnie. Yeah. So tell us where we can tell us how we can find you first. So if somebody well, wants my, to find my, out a little bit more about you, my website is balancersuccess.com. You can go there and and read my articles and blogs that I've written and also the books that I've written. But the stress solution is the most recent one, which is the culmination of all my work, and it could be ordered there. Of course, it could be ordered on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And also, I have an empathy and goodness project on Facebook that anyone can read my daily oh. comments there as well. And you can join that project and and see what I'm up to on a daily basis on going to. It's called the Empathy and Goodness Project on Facebook. Empathy and Goodness Goodness Project. Project. Okay, we're gonna. I want. I want all my listeners to find that and be active and jump on. And I'm also gonna post it on my Facebook as well as my Twitter account, so that um, everybody can jump on board because we need to be happier. We need to be a happier society. We need to be. We need to accept the judgments, you know, and the flaws that um, are, you know are holding us back as yeah. not only human beings but right now as a country. Yeah. Um, and and I want to have joyful holidays, and I know everybody else does too. So. Mm-hmm. Instead of going into the stressfulness of the holidays, let's go into joy and happiness in the holidays. Sounds great. Perfect. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners to be able to help us be less stressed and engage in more empathy? 
Well, just to remember that the trusting foundation that empathy creates changes our brain chemistry, it calms our soul, and it puts us in a position to listen. And we can then open up and take in what we need to hear in order to rewrite our story and correct distorted thinking. And it's only then that we can become who we're determined to be. And I believe that can happen for everyone. That was lovely. Thank you. I I loved hearing that. I definitely want to make sure that we're sharing um, this particular record. I'm going to continue to keep promoting this um, this message to all of our listeners because I think anybody that knows what this show's been about is anytime we talk about the outside, we always have to talk about the inside, and that's mm-hmm. what Beauty Insight is. So thank you, Dr. Sierra Coley, for being with us today. And everybody, go ahead and find the book on Amazon would be the best place. I'm going to assume you can get it the stress solution and then let's all uh, jump on to empathy and goodness project on um, dr c's facebook page and uh play play along with them and i thank you again for being here i look forward to talking with everybody next week and hey guess what 2017 is coming up and i'm planning dates for new guests and i got some really great opportunities so if you go to maximumreturn.media you can find out a little bit more about how you can be a guest on this show or provide us some information of the topics that you want to hear thanks for being with us today on beauty inside and out Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 